Malta, thank you so much for being here today. All right, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It's a great uh, pleasure to be together with you, yeah. Well, it's an honor of mine and of the Flute Centers. I wanted to know more about you and your start with the flute um, and just hear a little bit more about your passion for music at a, a young age. Your grandmother bought your first recorder for you and then your father bought you your first silver flute, which was a Louis Lott, which is really cool. <laughs> so can you talk about your musical upbringing? Uh, were you always so passionate about music? Yeah, so... Uh... I got complete, completely passionate by, by the, the flute. Uh, uh, it was an instant in, in class. Uh, 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 a friend of mine, he took uh, a, a recorder from his uh, backpack and he went to in front of the, the class and he played some, uh, he played one tune uh, during the music class. And our teacher, she used to do to encourage us to, to bring instruments to, to make sound and to, uh, she used to, to invite groups also to the school for us to, to listen to some different kind of music. And I got completely crazy when I heard that sound in the class, you know, <laughs> I said, I wanna do this for the life. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was very strong. Uh, in, I uh, just reading the, the the word flute somewhere, I got uh, my day get better. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very strong, and some days some days after, uh, I got a, a magazine here called a pop a pop magazine with uh, a lot of uh, reviews about music and and there was a, a review about flute telling. Uh, living by the flute uh, <laughs> and I got completely crazy with that review uh, I start to read to read that thing and oh how is, how is cool to, to have a flute and it's a very portable instrument you can bring anywhere to go to the camping you go to the woods you go everywhere it, I said this is a freedom it's completely freedom uh, through a, a a small, small amount of thing. It's a convenient <laughs> instrument. Yeah. yeah, very convenient, yeah, yeah, for sure. And a menu of flutes and prices and things, and I got a, a little money from my grandmother to buy the cheapest one. It was a <laughs> Yamaha recorder. And I got in the home completely crazy with that thing and with that little volume and, and, and lock myself in the, in the bathroom <laughs> and start to learn the, the, with the little, you know, with the little chart that comes with black balls and white balls, half ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, that chart, you know, the, the notes and so when I left one hour later, I was already playing one tune called Carinhoso, a part of this uh, easy tune and very, you know, and, but I, I was learning by myself, you know, and that was the, the this uh, system to listen and, and learn. Uh, I think before, before when I was very young, I used to see a, a, a TV show 
presented by a, a flute player called Altamiro Carrillo. Altamiro was a virtuoso flute and piccolo player, and he used to present, uh, that was cartoons, cartoon show for, for kids, you know, and I think my mother put me there in, in, the, in the couch, you know, to, to watch some TV, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I got crazy with that man playing that flute. Somehow that image got some, uh, some place, you know, in my, in my soul. And that um, that magazine article that you you talked about reading about the flute that talked about Ron Paul as well, right? Yes. And he's kind yeah. of a, a big superstar. Um, yeah, he really emulated him. So I mean, now that now that you're a superstar, is the the lifestyle of the famous flutist what you thought it would be? Yeah, I think uh, on this magazine on, there were some some pictures. I met all those guys. I met o Pascual. There was Gilberto Gil, yep. who is not a flute player, but he was. There was a picture of him playing the recorder, and Rampal, uh, and 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 so uh, I I was realizing that could be a, a profession, could be in my. 12 years old at that time I said yeah I can be I can be professional I can maybe I can be I can be good <laughs> I didn't think about it you know consciously but at that time I said I, I, I said this is my life my life will be on the flute <laughs> yeah and and, and this uh, the, the presence of uh, Hampao and such f guys, uh, flutists, great flutists, uh, uh, just gave me the the the, the sureness. Uh, the, uh, I I was completely uh, inside a, a good a good way to follow. Yeah, uh, a lot of people might not know that you have some connections to the classical flute world. Direct connections. Um, you met Ellen Marion when you played. Jet Whistle, which is, I mean, every flutist knows that piece. Um, you played that for him in Rio at the International Flute Festival there. Uh, and you also dedicated your album, uh, Pif Moderno, to him. So can you talk about your relationship and your connection to him? Yeah, I met Alain here in the, in the flute meeting here in, the, in Rio. And I got completely uh, in touch with him by, by his way of teaching. He was uh, he was giving a, a master class and and the the, the flautist uh, that was there in front of him he started to play and he said stop he played a few bars only <laughs> and Alan asked hey what's the title of this composition and there was a dance of fire something like that a dance and so this is a dance. You are not dancing. <laughs> Your music is not dancing. And I got completely in touch with his way of seeing the music and, and, and uh, the, the approach he had uh, about each each composition and and, and how get uh, how to establish a communication between the musician and the audience. And the bridge is really what he's, he was trying to to. To, to reveal to the student at that time. 
uh, is a dance, so you, your soul must, must understand. And he was uh, talking about that, and afterwards uh, we met, uh, uh, we were introduced by Celso Wolzenlogel, uh, who was the, the, the director of this festival, and, and, and I went to, to listen my concert with the cellist, uh, David Shu, and we played the jazz with jet whistle. In the second movement, I moved to the soprano sax. He played <laughs> the, the, that movement in a slow movement on the soprano sax, and then I took the flute and played that third movement. <laughs> and I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first, he was uh, clapping, standing, and the, the people, everybody stands also. But uh, afterwards, we, we got a very, you know, this conversation about, uh, about life, not about only the flute, but about life around. And we met a few times in Paris, where I have, to, I have the chance to, to go to his place and to visit his house and to see a, a concert uh, in the, the Théâtre de la Ville uh, with uh, Alain Marion, uh, Jean-Pierre Rampal, uh, and other three great guys. Uh, you know this. this uh, yeah. that. Uh, but we ate that thing. Uh, There's a uh, little little uh, escargot. Escargot, know, yeah. After, yeah, after the show, the, and we we had good time. We had <laughs> good time. Alain Marion. Uh, he had that that uh, passion about the, the, the energy uh, through the music, the energy that the music produces, and and, and uh, when we improvise, uh, that was a point that he he was always uh, amazed about. Uh, because I played the flute like uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he really uh, really admired your playing and your style of playing. Um, so. Do you think that there's something that you kind of offered that was fresh, that was refreshing for him to hear? Something about your style of playing that's different from the French yeah, style? Maybe, yeah, maybe yes. Maybe the, the this Brazilian Brazilian uh, rhythms, you know, and the, the I think the mainly the rhythm and the and the the. the the kind of melody that we bring out, you know, we, we, we are melodic people, I think, Brazilian people is, uh, you, you go and, and you compose something whistling, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and maybe this, we, we, we translate this some, somehow for the, to the flute playing. Yeah. I'm a, I mean, I'm a great whistler, so I, I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk a little bit too about um, some other connections that you have to the, the rock world. I mean, you're really inspired by flutists that you saw in Jethro Tull and, and King Crimson, right? Yeah, yeah. Focus also, the, the, the Dutch group Focus, had the Thijs van Leer, flutist. Yeah, I got crazy with rock and roll. Yeah, as all uh, all teenager at that time, you know, <laughs> I, I, I get my flute and put uh, thick as a brick, and <laughs> I used to play the whole record. 
But I, I was not that kind of guy to, to take the solos, you know. I used to make yeah. some, other, some other voice, some other layer, you know. And that was very, I got a lot of fun with that. And I could develop also this uh, overblowing uh, way of playing, you know, like beatbox. Or, uh, nowadays, people say it's a beatbox. We yeah, used to that's do the thing. it. Yes. Yeah, at that time already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's a, a way to, to, to empower the flute. Uh, the flute is already a powered instrument, but on rock, we have to put this pushing um, plus, I think it yeah. helps, yeah. Uh, when you recorded Jet Whistle um, on an album titled Rainbow, you did that with the cellist Daniel Pizzotti. Um, yeah. That collaboration was great. He passed away not too long ago, just a few years ago. Do you have any great stories about working with him, about your collaboration together? Yeah, Daniel was a, a great uh, uh, musical brother like a, a twin soul playing we used to play uh, we met at the time i was playing with hermeto and we used to open concerts when he was uh, sitting in uh hermeto said go there and open the concert you two as a duo <laughs> and we used to play freely completely freely completely no no charts you know and we didn't say a word before uh, which notes start nothing wow <laughs> just start to play you know and we go to very magic places playing together you know and when we the, the, when i left Emetus band was the first project that i took for uh, it was this uh, rainbow the rainbow project with uh, Danielle. Uh, we've had this great time in a, in a studio in Switzerland, in Zurich there, uh, and we could record this album in one session, like, a, like in a concert, one in, one in front of the other, you know, like live. And it was really amazing, the, 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 the answer for for this for this uh, sh this sound, because everybody who listened to this this recording said, "Wow, what a music! It's this. What is this? It's a classical music. It's jazz music. <laughs> well, well, what a label we do! It's just music. Can <laughs> we just music? Yeah, yeah. It's funny, and and he used to come." very often to Brazil. He was married to a, a, a Brazilian. And we used to, to play a lot here. And we could have fun playing with Lenini and Pifi Moderno in a concert, a very unusual concert in, in front of the beach, in Copacabana Beach. Wow. It was a show. I said, no, Daniel, come on, you play with us. <laughs> Who is there? Ah, it's Pifi Moderno, Lenini. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> It was amazing. We played a, a very fresh repertoire, open air, you know. And he was this kind of musician. He, he, he no problem at all, you know. He was a, where is the music? I go. Natural. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Very good. Very natural. Yeah. yeah. And and it's a pity. It's a pity he, he he left so so soon. You know. He. We had we had uh, we had good time, and if he was still on, 
uh, in the same plan here, we, we could be playing something together again. Yeah. I mean, that was just one project that you've done in a slew of, of many projects. And each project you do has such variety and has a different departure. So where do you find your inspiration for new album ideas? This is it. Uh, the, the, with who I am, it brings uh, the inspiration for, the, for, for that project. And uh, when, I, when I think when one when, when set for, for a group, one mixture of musicians, uh, I start to build uh, the idea over, over who, is, who is involved in that, in that thing. And then uh, when I think about more percussive thing like Pif Moderno, I go in, in this direction, the, 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 the master of rhythm. Uh, when I go direction more jazzy thing like, uh, like uh, for jazz quad, like bass, drums, piano or guitar, and like my project uh, attributing uh, Elis Regina Pimenta this recording uh, uh, privileges more this this kind of setup and then uh, the music leads uh, through the, 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 the instrumentation uh, and then and then I, I, I accept the, 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 the propose for for instance to go to write for orchestra for symphony orchestra or big band I love to do it and it's always involved with somebody also with uh, some composition or some composer. Uh, it's, this is uh, the main leading of my inspiration. <laughs> you, you love arranging too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love to, to organize the sound for, for orchestra. A, a, a symphony orchestra is a, is a very huge instrument with yeah. many possibilities. And, and I like to think about the musicians when they are making that sound and, and their attitude, you know, their, their, their contribution for, for, this, for the music. And it, it's, a, it's a very special activity to, to arrange and compose for big, for big groups. On a lot of the tunes that you record and that you perform live on, you're doing a lot of switching between instruments very quickly. Um, so yeah. do you have any advice for, for doing that? Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, do you have any advice for people that want to excel at all instruments, not be um, subpar on, on one versus another, but really be excellent on everything? Yeah, I think uh, uh, there is a, a good advice is to practice the hardest uh, things before, you know. I, I think I'm, I'm a flautist first, uh, first instrument flute. And then I got very good uh, contact with the, the embouchure. And when I start to play the saxophone, I start by the soprano sax, which is very hard, very hard embouchure. Here, the pressure on the on the down lip and the down lip it's very radical it's really something see it disappears like uh, completely you you don't feel 
like uh, it was an ecstasy, uh, an anesthesia, no? anesthetic. I don't, mm. I don't know the word. But uh, then I start to develop the the feeling, the touch feeling after playing the soprano on the flute. Uh, normally, a lot of my friends start to pra uh, practice the flute because then they get a good sound and then they practice the saxophone. And they, they, if they take the flute again, it's going to be kind of a mad, crazy sound. And then I, I advise, no, play the saxophone first and then get the flute and get a good conversation with her. I mean, the, don't leave in, the, in five minutes, but like at least 15 minutes of uh, really contact to, to rebuild the, the the sensibility uh, that's this is one good point the other point is really to practice the instrument you practice a lot of flute you practice a lot of oboe or practice a lot of clarinet or saxophone and switch one to the other uh, like put everybody here and you have to train that thing you have to really be prepared to 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 execute the, the instruments. People vary yeah, from saxophone like that. You know? I mean, I heard that you even, you practice while you watch TV sometimes, which is like a very <laughs> John Coltrane thing to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is hotel thing. You, are, you start to play in the hotel. And yeah. The ring, hey, can you stop? Stop. Yeah. Can you stop. Okay. And then I jigging, jigging. You. <laughs> that's do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, that's a challenge to to practice in a hotel. It's very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> well, how has your practicing changed over the years? I mean, uh, was practicing different for you before you were on tour a lot? Yeah, there was a funny, funny story about uh, practicing. I was on tour with Gilberto Gil, playing a lot of flute, forró, and, and dancing music, you know, doing July, July parties here. But I was preparing a show uh, on tribute of Charlie Parker. I was playing Charlie Parker from top to the end, you know, the, only his notes. I was memorizing all that solos. And then one day in a, in a hotel in, in Salvador, I was practicing, telephone rings. I said, somebody said, is this Charlie Parker? <laughs> a friend of mine, he discovered, he said, no, I was listening here and some, where, where is this recording? He was trying the TV, the radio in the, in the, in the room, you know, he said, oh, he was uh, somebody practicing here in the hotel. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, but my practicing has changed by the years because of the, the needing. I, uh, some times ago, when I was uh, uh, playing exclusively with Hermeto Pascual, I had a amount of things to play, like many instruments, many arrangements, many things to 
to manage and I used to to practice only only his pieces you know and and make them as a, a studio studio pieces you know mm -hmm. a, a small parts of that small parts okay. and to Making memorize out yeah, of those, yeah. yes that kind of practicing after I left his band I start to to make my own uh, challenges to to play something that I never played and then I, I use the same method to play in 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 uh, in pieces in big uh, pieces and 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 then to put everything together. I like to practice slow, really slow to uh, to memorize the the fingering and to memorize the melody, and and then to it's it gets for me it gets more easy to 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 get faster when you go slower first and then how do you bring life to all of that work and the performance and let all of that go when you're playing yeah yeah that's the i think this is a, a, a process during the practice uh, you 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 understand your 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 role like an actor you know you understand what you have to do and how you have to to react uh, in in that uh, musical situation and then you leave the, the the outer world invade the inner world. I mean, all that practice uh, makes part of the the sound of everybody, and you have to mix this to to don't be like the form you were in your room. You have to to de deform that form to to gain another to to to. To appear in a in a new form, in the in that together in that sound together. Uh, and what is rehearsing in a group like? So we're, we're talking a lot about practicing on your own. Uh, what are group rehearsals like, especially when you were in uh, Hermeto's band and in your own group now? Yeah, in Hermeto's band we had a, a good system that we 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 had a lot of different parts to to play together and then we used to stay two of us out to, mm -hmm. to listen and uh, to understand what what is going on in in each part when we uh, nowadays my rehearsals i i used to to rehearsal not too much like i used to rehearsal with a method that that at that time it was a a way of life uh, I think it was uh, like a, a school, you know, I was in a, in a university <laughs> there, you know, practicing, practicing, rehearsing every day. But nowadays, I, I spend my time composing, arranging, managing my, my, my professional life. Sure. But uh, when I uh, practice together, uh, depending on the material, we have to do as we did at that time let's play two of us to understand what is that or let's play together a little bit slower to to put all together and to interiorize uh, the all the all the, the the musical text and it's like that but uh, what happened uh, also is when we get a, a connection like in pif moderno for instance it's a band that rehearsal very few, 
uh, we have sometimes uh, needing to rehearsal uh, special for a special show because I like to have the, the freshness of, uh, playing, of playing, you know, uh, right. everybody playing fresh and, and that thing gets uh, very, very fast together, you know, and, and, and we discover uh, more when we are in this kind of uh, uh, freshness. Yeah, uh, you started, um, kind of want to talk about like the cycle of a career. Uh, you started on Pifano, played in Hermeto's band, then circled all the way back around to putting together uh, this Pifano band. So you had some new perspectives, some new info, some new knowledge that you didn't have the first time around. Uh, do you feel like that's a big metaphor for a career? Almost it's worth maybe going back to revisit certain projects or ideas because you have a different perspective. Or do you feel like it's a lot of people are trying to just always move forward and look ahead? So I think uh, when we when we move forward, we are in a big spiral, and you are visiting because you are, you are looking everything here and up. You know, it's like, like a spiral stair. You know, and no matter you don't know if you are going up or down. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You are you are in the, you are having on your spiral, you are having people from your past and people from your future uh, in your mind. Because yeah, like you that. have, yeah, we admire, we admire people that uh, you, you didn't know before. And we start to dream, oh, that should be nice to play together, to have some project with that, with that people, with that group or with that musician uh, or, Tributing some composer, uh, so the life, as 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 much as the life uh, develops, the, it's showing us uh, a lot of uh, possibilities to the for the future, and I think the the cycle is really understand to go forward and and to follow the it's a big river going to a big sea. Mm. That's nice. That's a nice way to think about it. Uh, did in this like spiral of collaborations and people you want to work with, did you ever imagine Dave Matthews would be one of those people? He's yeah. kind of outside of you your know, realm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one of those kind of dreams. So I saw Dave uh, yeah, on a TV when he came. Uh, I think at first time in Brazil, in a free jazz festival, and. He, he was on stage with his band, with Leroy and, and the, the TJ and, and that crazy, amazing drummer, Carter Beaufort. <laughs> yeah, I got crazy with the music, with his playing, with the songs. And, and uh, there was a jazz, some, some, some folk, some pop, some rock. Well, there, there is a lot of something yeah. on this show. And I said, mm, there was a guy who I would love to play with. So 10 years later, Jeff Coffin, I met Jeff Coffin here in Brazil. I was in Sao Paulo, and Jeff was uh, with uh, Bella Fleck. Yep. Yeah. And they were playing somewhere, and I was playing with Pif Moderno somewhere, and I went to a jam session in Odo Borogodó. It's a, it's a venue in Sao Paulo, Odo Borogodó 
where there is a lot of shoro and good, very good shoro music, amazing. And, and so suddenly I, I, I saw Jeff filming. I saw him on, on the TV uh, because of this show, Bella Fleck. I said, wow, what a figure with that bear. <laughs> suddenly I saw, I saw him in the Odo Morogodó. I say, hey. I saw you this morning and say, hey, we start to talk and we introduce ourselves and, and we got friends forever. And so two years later, he came to Brazil to play with Dave because of a passing of Leroy, unfortunately. But uh, Jeff was here in Rio. And so we met and there was that, car, that, that party, you know, and, Oh, Kim, wonderful. And he came to here, my place. We, we spent the whole afternoon playing and, and showing music one to the other. And at the end, he said, oh, Dave is inviting you to sit in <laughs> tonight. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, uh, and then he left to the, to the sound check. I stayed at home, said, wow. What I what I what I will do? <laughs> I will sit in with Dave Matthews. What I bring, and then I took a piano for the to to sit in, you know, because Jeff plays soprano, tenor, oh, right. uh, everything he plays flute, clarinet, everything. I said no, I will bring something what can you that offer? they don't have. Yeah, 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 I can offer something that they don't have on that stage, and so that was wonderful, wonderful. They gave me a music. A tune that uh, there was a beginning, uh, an intro with a long flute solo and with a drums. Mm -hmm. And so that's my world, you know, this is really my world. And play with Carter, only me and him. Wow. We didn't see each other because there was a big symbol here and the <laughs> mic was standing by the, in that front. But we, we could play for the whole night there there was everything <laughs> good yeah it sounds like like euphoria or something that's so cool yes <laughs> it was so natural and 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 the way the way they 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 get me in that in that situation you know they are very gentle gentle musicians great musicians great persons as well i think dave is is a is a big star in the sense of light not as star a pop star he's a he's a, a a light guide you know it's like that kind of thing you know yeah. i can i can feel through his music <clears throat> that he speaks very deeply very deeply to the to the listeners and and the music that they deliver also is a very very strong energy it's a powerful thing well thank you so much for sharing all these great stories. It was really great to get to know you and uh, really, again, an honor to have you on this little show, Flute Unscripted. Thank you. Oh, nice. I agree. I, uh, I thank you. And leve a vida na flauta. This is take your life on the flute. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>